I'm Emily. I'm a mama of three and a nurse by trade. I love women's health and empowering mamas to be their best selves. Kick ass moms. Join me every Tuesday on my podcast, Otterly Mama, as I share stories, tips, and tricks that I've learned along the way and bring in experts to get us through the lows and celebrate our highs. Let me support you through this mama roller coaster ride. Subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. On today's episode, I have Cora. She's a mama of three, and she's a kick ass mama that delivered three of her babies vaginally. Welcome back to Otterly Mama Cora. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're really excited to hear your birth stories, and I'm really excited to share them with my listeners as well. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a mama, a business owner, a therapist. I love traveling, adventure, and family time. Awesome. And what's your favorite part of being a mama? I love being intentional with them, being able to be home with them. We've created our life in a way, you know, not without sacrifices, but that we are able to spend a lot of time with our kiddos outside of COVID. So I love that we get to be intentional with them, spend a lot of time with them and and teach them Hmm. uh, and really instill a lot of, you know, values that we think are important because we're with them most of the time. So that's cool. That's like an environment that right now I think we're loving more about this whole pandemic is that we are home all the time. So it's nice to see that you were already doing that before COVID. So on to today's topic, birth stories. Is there one birth story, core that you'd like to focus on or you want to talk about all three? I'll let you, you lead the conversation. Okay. So each one of them were different. They were all natural. And I think anyone who's had a natural delivery knows that it's pretty intense, but also I think equally empowering and just amazing. I think you get to learn about your own strength and it's just, I think it's a different experience. Not that one is better than the other, but they're just different, you know, having an epidural versus non. So with each of my kids, I would say the first one, I was scared and didn't know if I could actually do it without medicine. Second one, I had already done it once, but I was, I think, probably more scared because I knew how painful it was and I was doubting myself and if I could actually do it. And my third one, my pregnancy was really rough. So it was game on. It was like tunnel vision, bring on the pain. I know that there's an end to this story. And the faster I can get through this, the quicker I get to meet my baby. So they were all, I think, you know, I was in a different headspace for each one of them. Yeah. And that's cool. It's just basically a progression of a mama in general. (laughs) That's true. That's cool. So how are you feeling like the day of delivery for any of them or all of them? Oh, good question. So the first one, I had no idea I was in labor. So that was complete shock. How did you not know you were in labor? Like what what were your labor symptoms? My husband and I were sitting on the couch getting ready to go out the door and I rushed to the bathroom and I peed my pants or I thought I was peed my pants. So I changed my pants. And at this point, you know, you're pretty large. So I think I only had like a couple of comfortable pants that actually fit me. (laughs) Change my underwear, change my pants, go back and sit on the couch. And again, piss my pants. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? (laughs) 
go to the bathroom, change my pants again. And I think this was the last clean pair. So I thought, okay, rather than putting them back on again, I'm going to stand <laughs> in the bathtub and give this a minute because I keep peeing my pants. And at that point, I'm standing in the in the bathtub, just kind of waiting. And again, you know, without fail, like I peed again. <laughs> um, this time, a little bit of blood came out. So then I started, I was really scared. Yeah. Um, and this was almost a month before my due date. So mm-hmm. I was in, it was a day after our baby shower. Ooh. So I'm not expecting to have a baby. I'm um, not so- ready. <laughs> no, no, not even close to ready. No clean clothes. We still needed a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was not ideal. So I think we finally, Kurt called a friend who had a couple of children to just like talk to him, like what is what is happening? And he recommended we go to the ER. So <laughs> I show up to the ER with my pants and a towel wrapped around my waist. Oh boy. <laughs> pretty sure that... <laughs> Pretty sure we had a towel on the seat, but yes, it's soaked, you know, in a towel. And at this point, I still think I'm just peeing myself. And there was mm-hmm. some blood and we get checked in and they take all my vitals. Nothing is really being communicated. No one's, you know, seems overly concerned. They wheel me back and they're like, oh, the person pushing my wheelchair, they said, oh, so you're having a baby today. And I just remember looking at them thinking... And I said to them, like, no, I'm not. And they said, yeah, you are, sweetie. Your water broke. You have 24 hours to get this baby out or we're taking it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we're having a baby today. <laughs> so that was quite a bit of a, a surprise. And like you said, definitely not prepared. I'm just curious. So at that point, were you having like two-week visits? Did you think at all to call the midwife like while you were in the bathtub peeing your pants? No, I really didn't think it was labor. Like oh, that's so awesome. early. It was like more than three and a half weeks. It was closer to four weeks. So they yeah. considered him premature because he was over that sure. for three or three and a half weeks. Three weeks. So I just thought that I was peeing my pants and something was wrong with me. Like I had no idea that my water broke. But it wasn't like a gush either. You know, like in the movies, it's like this massive amount of you know, fluid that leaks from you. It was just a little bit. So I think that confused me too, but no, we did not call. No, I don't think we called the midwife. (laughs) That's a great story. (laughs) What about your second? How are you feeling? What were you doing? What was happening then? That one, I really wanted to go into labor. I think I was, I was quite large with her, all of my kids. I get enormous but I remember just being really uncomfortable it was in the summer I lived in Arizona and I actually prematurely thought I was going into labor I called my mom who lives in New York and she hopped on a flight I believe a week a week or two before I actually delivered so she was at the house because I thought I went into labor so she she could only stay a little bit longer and I was like oh my gosh I want this baby to come out so that (laughs) my mom can actually meet this child yeah but she arrived on my, she started coming on my birthday. So the day she was born, a couple hours after my birthday, a friend of mine was staying with us at the time and she had prepared this awesome dinner for me and you were coming over and some friends were coming over for dinner and I had to peace out and go to the hospital because my contractions started getting pretty strong. So I missed out entirely on the dinner. I was going to say, you didn't have any of the, because I remember it was like spicy Thai or something to try to get you into labor and you didn't get to enjoy any of it. Nothing. No, but enjoy, have fun. See you later. (laughs) 
I was really anxious and, you know, just wanting to to go into labor because my mom was there and just wanting her to be able to meet little Harriet. Mm-hmm. I vividly remember you just sitting on a chair and just like closing your eyes and just zoning in anytime a contraction would come. And for those of you who don't know, Cora is my sister. So she was kind of my role model for these natural deliveries, these natural births. I'm like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> it is so empowering. I mean, anyone who's never done it, you know, being able to relax through an intense amount of pain is just exhilarating. It's amazing what our mind can do to overcome physical pain. So kudos to any mom out there who's done it. Yeah. And again, judgment to anyone who hasn't. I think we all have a different story and plan, so... Exactly. And we all handle pain differently too. Just know your own limits. Yeah, absolutely. And so what about with your third baby? Yeah, he, I was really sick my entire pregnancies. I was ready to go into labor. I mean, I say this jokingly to go into labor, you know, months before he was actually due because I was in so much discomfort. Oh, I had migraines every day and just a lot of strange physical symptoms. So I was pretty miserable. I cried, I think, almost every day of that pregnancy. So I was ready. Um, and my mom and stepdad were actually visiting for Easter. And they were leaving the next day. And they went to bed. It was like 1030, quarter to 11. And I remember going to the bathroom, sitting there, and I closed my eyes. And I just envisioned my water breaking. So I I went to the bathroom and I just remember sitting there a little bit longer and just kept visualizing like, okay, your water is going to break. And then all of a sudden, like this gush of liquid came out and I thought, well, I'm not really sure if this is urine or my water <laughs> break. So I'm going to sit here a little bit longer. And then more came out. And at that point I knew it wasn't urine. And I just started screaming and crying and yelling to my husband, like, we're going to have a baby. And he came running in and he's like, I don't know if you're happy or sad. And I just thought, <laughs> I so happy that this baby is finally coming out so with him it was pure excitement and joy like again game on let's get this baby out as soon as we possibly can definitely and the pain that you're experiencing the constant migraines the, the everything I was not fun and I'm hearing that that seems to be the the trend with third babies or just everything is different mm. Yeah, I went to the ER a couple times with him because I just had such strange symptoms throughout the pregnancy. And every time they told me I was fine, you know, it's not like I hadn't been pregnant before, you know, it was mm-hmm. the third time around. So I wasn't new at this, but it still it brought me to my knees pretty regularly. Is there anything that stands out with any of them or all of your deliveries that you want to talk about? So my youngest, my third one, my water broke a little after 11 o'clock p.m., the hospital we were delivering at was a little over an hour away and we used a midwife in a hospital setting. So we got there maybe 1230. And at that point, I mean, it just, he was in my arms by 330 in the morning. So it was really fast. But my favorite part of that story, kind of what I was explaining earlier, as far as how powerful your mind is, you know, to overcome some of that physical pain. So to be able to intentionally relax your body and your muscles, knowing that if I do this, I'm allowing my baby to travel through the birth canal and, you know, go through delivery faster and easier. It was almost like a sporting event for me, like playing sports in my younger years, like that tunnel vision, like this is the goal. 
I'm going to work my tail off to get to that. And that's all I could focus on and see. So probably the coolest part of him, I remember we were able to labor or I was able to labor in a, a birthing tub. And I just remember I could feel where he was in my body, like mm-hmm. moving down the birth canal. And I just remember thinking, this is the coolest thing ever. Like I know exactly where he is mm-hmm. and just being more aware of what's actually happening rather than just being like completely victim to the pain because <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. So that was, I just remember that being remarkable thinking, holy cow, I could actually feel where he is inside mm-hmm. of me and I could feel him moving, you know, down the birth canal. So that was, that was pretty incredible. That was cool. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people experience that, but if you're that zoned in, like you said, you have that tunnel vision and you have this end goal, that's all you can focus on. Yeah. It was, it was phenomenal. Now, as far as pain for all of them, you did them all naturally. Was there any advice for anyone who is going to have a natural delivery? What helped you through it or what, what made it best for you to deal with? I think for me, and I I think I finally figured it out in the third delivery was like I mentioned previously, relaxing through the pain, you know, contractions, your body is naturally tightening up and everything is getting tense mm-hmm. And to use your mind to remind yourself, you know, that I need to relax, calm my body, even when its response is to tighten every mm-hmm. muscle in your body. If I can relax those muscles that this child can move more quickly through you know, the delivery process. So as much as you can, you know, just anticipate like basically working against your body, like tricking your body to relax when everything wants to tighten up and tense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's empowering to be able to do that. Um, and if it doesn't come, you know, the first time around, that's okay. It took me three times. Yeah, It's, it's not easy, but it's super amazing if you can. And yeah, just practicing towards them. Yeah. Well, the reason why I ask you that, because Side note, Cora was at my first baby's delivery and that was one thing that she kept telling me was like, Emily, just let it go. And I like remember going to a class that was telling me that, but that that little whisper in my ear, Emily, let it go, let it go. And I was like, oh yeah, okay. I can do that. <laughs> and then you would fall asleep between contractions. I'm like, how is she doing that? How is she doing that? <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> yeah, you're a superhero. So are you, Mama? So are you. It's not easy birthing babies. I would uh, say another favorite part. Sorry, real quick is no, just yeah. the. I think the experience if you get to do it with a partner, you know, mm-hmm. whether if it's your spouse or you know whoever, you know, committed partner, or even you know if you don't have that partner with you, you know, having you and you know me being at your birth, like it's just. I think the process of going through it with someone else is, is incredible, incredibly amazing. You know, just my husband was able to be there with all three of our births and seeing him grow through each child and how different he was for each of those births and labors and, and how our marriage had changed and grown. And I think that's a really amazing piece too of, you know, having a baby naturally is that support system that's there and that relationship. And that was mm-hmm. pretty meaningful for me as well. Definitely. And for those people out there who don't have that support or who do have that support, but also want that support person next to them tending to like their every needs to have that extra person, they can always ask to have a doula and hire a doula to be there to, to advocate for them and just kind of be there in the room or just be at the ready for photos or whatever. Yeah. And a doula would have 
way more knowledge than my husband. <laughs> mine too, mine too. Although my husband does refer to himself as my doula. <laughs> he was working hard in your first one. Uh-huh. Yes, he was. We'll see how it goes with this third one. <laughs> Is there anything you want to touch on with your first two deliveries? The first one, really, I think the biggest thing was being so surprised going to the hospital, not knowing I was in labor. Um, I do remember pushing with my first, I think that the midwife said it was only pushing for like a half an hour, but it, you lose time. You have no concept of time when you're in labor. Is it, has it been five minutes or five hours? Mm-hmm. And I remember my midwife telling me, I think she could see I was getting tired. And so she encouraged me to reach down and touch his head because he was crowning. And I thought, ew, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> and I think I told her no. And she asked me again. And I was like, fine. But I reached down and I touched his head. And then again, it was kind of that like competitive kick. You know, I was like, oh, game on. I want to meet this little man. You know, like I want this boy out. So it did, you know, just enliven that that drive to get him out as fast as possible. So definitely, you know, I guess gave me a breath of rejuvenation. Mm-hmm. Those midwives, they know what they're doing, trying to connect you back to the process again. (laughs) And then my second one, you were there. And then my friend, Alana, who is a naturopathic doctor, she was also there for a little bit of it. And she she was my friend who was making dinner at my house. She came to the hospital and she also prepared me with some homeopathic remedies. Mm -hmm. And when I was in labor, I wasn't progressing. I remember the, the nurse came in and she said, you know, it's like your water has half broken. It hasn't fully broken yet. So Alana gave me a remedy. I don't remember which one it was, but within probably minutes, it felt like somebody punched my stomach and a bag exploded and just water. Well, yeah, the fluid burst out of me. It was like an explosion. I was like, oh, well, okay. My water definitely broke now, but then my body went into like shock they lost the baby's heartbeat and Hmm. lots of people came rushing in and it was a little scary I started vomiting (laughs) it was it was intense and then from there I think I think it was probably an hour later that she was in my arms but it it moved really fast Um, Mm -hmm. well I remember because they were going to send you home because you weren't progressing mm -hmm. it was the the remedy that really like you said kicked it into high gear and your body kind of was like oh yep, this is happening. Let's do this. (laughs) And having done it with each one of my births, I move from six to baby in hand in less than an hour. So once I know I reach six, it's game time. It's going to be done pretty quickly. So that's cool too to see how, you know, it's similar. Very different processes, but still similar in different ways. Is there anything that you wish you had known sooner just about the whole birthing process? I kind of wish somebody prepared me for how painful it actually is. I think I remember being in a a class with the midwives preparing for labor and somebody asking that and they said it's, you know, similar to like menstrual cramping, but a lot more intense. Mm-hmm. It is hands down the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. However, I don't say that to scare anyone if you're listening and you're, you haven't delivered a child and you want to do it naturally. It is painful, but it's also, I think, even more so amazing and empowering. I remember after I did it the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like she woman, like I can do anything. If I can birth a human being, like I could conquer the world. 
I wish I knew how painful it was so that I could have prepared a little bit better because I think that scared me once I got into it. And then I, I started doubting myself. Gosh, I don't know if I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. So once you started to feel the pain, you were doubting yourself? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Knowing that you have that option. You know, when you go to the hospital mm-hmm. and you say you want to do it naturally, there's always that option that mm-hmm. you can get an epidural, you know, if you're at a certain point in your labor. Mm-hmm. So knowing that there's an out, an easy out, it's tempting. You know, right. Like, can I do this? How long do I have to do this? Is it going to get worse? Can mm-hmm. I endure that if it's already this painful right now? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's scary. But like you said, like you just, you get on that game face and you just, I mean, it's kind of like a meditative state. I remember the the greatest advice I ever got from, I think it was the Bradley method class that I took was just take it one contraction at a time. Okay. I'm making it through this one. Okay. Maybe I want an epidural. Let me see how I feel when I get to the end of this. Let me get to the next one. And I'm in middle of it and I want to quit. And like, let me get to the end of this. And then I'll see and I'll reassess. That is good. I like that. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, you change your mind or like you go back to it. Whatever you feel, just be okay with your decision because it's your body. It's your decision. So you can do whatever you want. If you could tell mamas that are preparing for their labor and delivery process, one word of advice, what would it be? Oh, one word. Well, not necessarily one word. Okay. Whatever that advice looks like, one, 10 words, 30 words, I don't care. What advice would you give mamas prepared? The first thing that comes to mind that it sounds so cheesy, but it's just like, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Whatever that plan is, like you were saying, like we all have different goals and and desires for our labor and delivery. Like you can do it. Whatever it is that you want it to look like and be, advocate for yourself, fight for yourself, push yourself, like you can do it. Mm -hmm. And also just know that sometimes you can't always advocate for yourself. So like you were saying, have that support person next to you, whoever that looks like, whether it's a family member, a partner, or a total stranger and a doula. (laughs) Yeah. Have your birth plan, communicate your birth plan, bring your birth plan. I remember our first baby, we brought it with us Mm -hmm. and we were ready to not be pushed around. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately it is your decision, your body, your decision. I'm feeling empowered. How about you? Yeah, I love labor stories. They're so fun. They're all so different. Yeah. Is there anything that we missed that you wanted to touch on? I don't think so. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about your beautiful, unique birth stories. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Sure. We're all super stressed right now, and it's this crazy time once again. During this pandemic, what's one thing that you do for yourself that keeps you sane? One thing I've really leaned into recently is exercise. I think earlier on in COVID, I was eating and drinking alcohol and, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't off the charts, you know, indulgence, but definitely more than I was used to and it wasn't helping me. So I found, you know, for my own anxiety, for some of my anger sometimes with, again, you know, what we talked about previously in another episode is just like lack of clarity and confusion and feeling hopeless and frustrated and confused again. So just having like a physical release for me has been awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently, you know, during the pandemic, we were fortunate enough that we were able to purchase a Peloton bike and that just 
I just get to beat the shit out of that thing. I mean, there's so many times I'm on there and I'm just like sobbing. <laughs> so really channeling my, my own energy through a physical outlet has been really helpful. And that's only been probably the last, you know, maybe two months or so that I've started doing that. But I noticed, you know, my breathing was getting shallow and I felt like I couldn't take a deep breath. So just paying attention to some of my own symptoms and knowing I needed to do something differently that what I was currently doing wasn't enough. So exercise has been a big deal for me. That's cool. I mean, it's cool that you talk about like that visceral experience of like this emotional stress intense and you're able to just bike it out in your Peloton bike and then just sob. That's awesome. I love it. But even if you don't have a Peloton bike, you know, walking, running, push-ups, I mean, you can kind of do that similarly. I love the interaction with having another person talking to me, but there's tons of apps and Mm -hmm. different stuff that you can get a similar, you know, Mm -hmm. experience. Even just like an accountability partner too, like if you don't have the means to get something like a Peloton bike or something like that, that has that physical person talking to you, find a friend, get a little accountability and that can also help. Cora, where can people find you if they'd like to connect with you? Oh, some kind of old school. I'm going to stick with email. Kay Hoffman at Flourish Humanity, which is my therapy practice. And so again, Kay Hoffman at Flourish Humanity. Or you can also visit our website, which again is our business, which is flourishhumanity.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today about your very unique birth stories. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Sure. I'm sure we'll see you again. (laughs) Look forward to it. Take it from Cora. You're wanting to get through those last little bits of labor. You need that encouragement. Just listen to her voice. Or maybe you're just working out and need to get through. Yes, you can. Like, you can push through. Give me 15 seconds out of your 24-hour day. Like, push through. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I can do this. Like what you heard? Yes, I did. Just stoop that low. But regardless of how cute she is, if you like what you heard, connect with me on my social feeds or subscribe. Thank you. Oh, and don't forget to tag me so I can personally thank you. See you next episode.